Welcome, everyone, back to Club Talk, where my name is Tyler, and as always, I'm the host of this great podcast, and today I have an amazing opportunity to interview one of my good friends, Dane Murtaugh, who also happens to be one of the first bosses I worked for when I began my journey in the club industry of the summer of 2018. He also happens to be one of my good mentors um, to this day. He doubles as a stock market extraordinaire, and it was my absolute pleasure to introduce the great Dane Murtaugh. All right, well, welcome, Dane. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been a um, long time since I think the last time I called you, last time I talked yeah, to you. A couple years. Thank you for inviting me. I was uh, thrilled and flattered when you gave me a ring about this. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So basically, I just want to um, have you like introduce you to um, basically like like what you're doing now and like um, basically where you are in your life right now. And you broke up at the beginning. You said from where I, where I started? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started at Piping Rock, which is, uh, as you know, a country club. Um, and it was just my first job when I was 15. And, uh, I liked, I guess, just the not, not so much of a, a normal day to day, always interacting with different people, different members, there's events, special events, holidays. So it kept me kind of, uh, entertained. Um, but it started out as just a job. Uh, and as always, you know, you always got to kind of take off, bite off a little more than you can chew and get through it rinse and repeat um and you know you move up the ladder and i figured while i'm still working there and it's fun uh i might as well try to progress as you know as far as i can go um and after doing that i mean i pretty much did everything at that club started as a bus boy at 15 once i could work doubles started as a waiter bartender bar manager um supervisor for our pool grill at the beach club and then the last six years i'm 29 now so the last six years have been as their beach club manager. Um, and I just finished actually and completed my sixth year there. So leaving, you know, you could fill in the blanks in between, but always just, just, you know, stepping outside of that comfort zone a little bit and seeing where, where it'll take me. And now after getting all that experience at Piping Rock, I've been, uh, three years as the general manager at Beaver Dam, which is a winter club. So are you still at Beaver Dam right now? Or like, what are you doing right now? Yeah, this is so, that open we open in uh first saturday of november so we're open up and running at this point this is my fourth season i actually thought it was my third until i saw my contract and i was like oh my god oh wow it's crazy. i didn't believe when i said it i even was like oh you know yeah third year and they were like this is your fourth year and i was like oh wow it really blurs together um going from one busy season to another without much time off but uh so yeah that's that's a hockey club and and we just actually had our first engagement party there uh saturday night which was a big success so that was very relieving and very nice to have that happen nice so basically to tell you guys uh i was a food and beverage intern the summer of 2018 at piping rock club and um obviously dane said he was the beach club manager and uh, i know dane that you probably preferred the beach club right than the main club uh yeah, <laughs> yeah beach club is definitely the way to go yeah so definitely um, but yeah, so I basically was the, um, I basically just took the food out and I saw the tickets and I made sure um, that it went out um, in a timely matter. And then uh, I had a, I don't know if you remember, but I had like a little injury to my knee, um, like midway through that summer. And so I got put on the computers for a while and I just took, uh, took orders from there. But um, one interesting question I wanted to ask you was um, every year you usually get new interns and Piping Rock has this program where um, Rob Gasparetti, the human resource manager, he 
hires interns from the like across the world like there's like maybe a couple american interns and the rest are from like um like my roommate was from luxembourg i know there's a lot of people from england there was people from uh columbia so is it like yeah everywhere so like how how it's a challenging to like i know like some of some like the language barrier and others are just like from around the world so they don't know like the american culture um is it hard to deal with that like from your time at piping rock year to year you know it's it's uh it's funny when you mentioned the language barrier um it was a very humbling experience because you get you get a lot of these kids that don't really know the language um so the communication is is difficult and early on you get kind of early on which is something i learned um even before i was a manager was you get frustrated obviously when you've been there and someone's not understanding and then you learn that like back home they're an engineer pre-med and it makes you realize that just because you can't communicate with someone doesn't mean they're not a very you know smart and capable person so early on i learned how to um really just have patience to understand and first and foremost just create like a because like you said there's always new people so the biggest challenge is getting people comfortable with each other getting people motivated getting people excited and you know doing it over and over again and it's such a, a literally in a foreign environment for them um so the best thing you, you know the best thing you can do is just to try to make you know just treat people like humans first um make friends um because at the end of the day, you know, in the hospitality industry, the job itself, the mechanical aspect of, of serving food, serving drinks, is very simple, and anyone can do that. But to have to create the atmosphere and the experience and the ambiance of a of a friendly and welcoming environment um, has to start, you know, with with either w- with your employees or with your members, with making friends, um, and you know, kind of just being the person you'd want to walk into if you're with your employees being the boss that you'd want to come into. And if you're a manager, you know, being the, the host of the night that you'd want to walk into at, at your club. And obviously everyone's got a little different. All clubs are so unique. So you've got to kind of adapt to the atmosphere that they expect. But, um, but just treating people nice respect and, and, and making them happy to, to walk in the door. You, like I said, employer member. Um, and I, I mean, not to sell it short, but the rest of it kind of falls into place. Right, so, because, um, like, it's interesting because I did, so I've done two internships now, um, one with Piping Rock, now it's at the New York Athletic Club this past summer, and I, I think we had maybe maybe one person from outside the U.S. Um, come in, and it was just, like, night and day difference when you first start. Um, well, number one, because I was, this is my first leadership role, um, whereas last summer I was just, like, a, a regular server with the other ones, so... Um, but yeah, definitely from what you said, you just have to treat them like like human beings and r- develop relationships early with them because um, everyone's different and you can always cater to your to your workers in a different way. They always perceive stuff differently. So um, yeah, that was just something I wanted to bring up just because, and I think that was the only club that I've, t- I've talked to so many managers and I think it's a unique club in that aspect of bringing in um, that many interns from that many like places from around the world. So um, very interesting. So basically, um, another question I had for you was from a, so the two roles I've had so far was a food and beverage server and a supervisor. I haven't officially been a manager yet. So I was wondering from your manager's perspective, um, has a, has a uh, member or members done anything like done special, like, um, for you, whereas maybe it was, um, like they did something like above what you expected for them to do or 
they provided you with something or they invited you to something like has the members done anything like that for you in the past um being there that i've been there for 14 years and just always being um uh just like i said from the beginning always just trying to make friends so being there 14 years with that that sort of formula uh yeah a lot of members have done a lot of nice things for me and especially that i finished my 14 years at piping rock i'm not going back next next year um it's definitely sent which i i mean i did not expect it but it's definitely sent ripples amongst the the club um i've had a lot of members reach out to me with job offers clubs to call people to call um which is which is really really nice just a nice feeling um it's a good feeling always to ask for help but it's a good feeling to 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 get to get genuine help um and even so that that's that so to answer your question yeah of course that that's been one of the cases and even just going out of your way to make room for an extra seat at a table for a member when you know someone told them there was no room uh yeah sometimes members will come by and 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 drop off something it's a very just like you would do for a friend it's just a thank you and yeah, like you said, 14 years of piping rock, definitely if the members stay and they see you for 14 years, yeah, definitely something has to... to... Yeah, it's hard not to form, <laughs> right, like, right. form relationships. And it's crazy to say, like, I've seen, you know, in 14 years, you see people go from ages, you know, 15, 16, and now have have kids. So that that's that's a wild ride right there. Just um, Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like being, being 29, that's such a... There's so much life that happens from teenager to, you know, where I am, and I'm sure there's so much life ahead of me, so... To see all those changes and people evolve, uh, and to be a part of it—birthdays, bridal showers, you know, baby showers—you know—to be a part of all that is, uh, you get really close with people. Right, right. And um, one of my one of my managers mentioned from this past summer, uh, the New York Athletic Club is obviously known for their athletic facilities. But I thought it was pretty cool that he mentioned that uh, David Fisdale, the head coach of the New York Knicks, they uh, they called him and asked him. Like if their coaches could come in for like a retreat or something, um, like later in the year. So, um, even though like they're not man like members, like members always sometimes bring friends. So, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was just really cool that I saw. Um, so if I remember correctly, Dane, you're at age 15. Uh, if you told us, um, the, the first job that you had went like was that, what was it was it uh like sweeping shells for the club, like oh. wave. crazy yeah. because it, it comes full circle like when you when you start at that um that position then you had a club uh, beach club manager like you know how to do like every position so it makes it easier to help train the employees and make sure you know like what has to be done so um yeah you know a good a good manager uh dan riquez who was the assistant general manager when we were both at pipe and rock uh once told me that a good manager can leave and nothing would change so you definitely gotta you know have your employees 
always respect you to that when you're not there. They can do everything, and they don't want to, you know, let you down. Right, and um, Dan, uh, I think he he's moved on now, but he's at um, it's like Garden City Club or something. Garden City Men's Club, and he's having an awesome time there. I spoke to him, I think, two weeks ago. And he's the GM there, right? He is. He is the GM there. It's an all men's club, so it's a very different different atmosphere when most of your membership really don't care about the napkins or the linen on the tables. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I, I talk. Um, I know a question I had for you coming up, but um, this past uh, year I've been CMAA and the national conference was in um, Nashville, Tennessee, and Dan Riquez was there and he actually got in touch with my manager who eventually hired me because they were looking for someone. And I asked Dan, hey, if you know anybody looking for something, um, let me know. And so they actually, Dan was the one that actually got um, my step in the door for the New York Athletic Club. So, um, yes, Dan's a tremendously um, helpful and kind person. He's amazing. He, he uh, I think one thing I liked about Dan, uh, Dan sorry, um, that – I still like took um, from today was I still I still recommend uh, to members the wine that he recommended to me last year ah. just just because um, I knew that his knowledge about wine is Im- immensely and uh, the members always it, it's the Behringer by the way Dane that's that's what I always tell him <laughs> so that was something um, but going back to the question I was gonna ask you um, so I don't think you're involved with CMAA in any way right no, I am actually. Oh, you are okay. I have a, yeah, there's a BMI in Atlanta in March. I'm going to. And do you go to the conferences? Um, I I used to go to more before I, I I took on Beaver Dam and like harping back to what I said before, just going from a summer club to a winter club. Um, there's really no time for much vacation, let alone you know going to a conference or anything. Um, so having to do is man, I maybe go to one or two a year versus I would do three or four when I had you know a slow off season. This is my first BMI in Atlanta, which I'm kind of looking forward to. Dane, if you if you had to give any advice for students or like recent graduates entering the industry, um, would you have anything to give to them? Like just entering uh, the club industry as a whole. Um, yeah, you know, looking back, I so I really like I started working at 15. I really had my head down working nonstop, um, which is a good attitude to have. Uh, but at some point, you're gonna pick your head up. And just make sure you nurture and create a life outside of work. Um, there's nothing wrong with working hard, doubles, working all the time, getting as much money as you can. Um, and if that, you know, if that satisfies you and, and is your, your pursuit of happiness, then that's that's fantastic. If if you find um, you're working, you're coming home, and you have you know you have no time besides to work and to sleep, um, there's nothing wrong with pursuing and, and looking for a better work-life balance. Because at this point, going back from busy club to busy club. Both clubs expect me to be there. Both clubs expect me to get things up and running before and after the season. Um, and I realized that, you know, there, you know, I need to have a, a little bit of a home life. So you have to have, I would say, back to myself years ago, um, make that more known early on. Um, don't think that you can just keep working with your head down uh, and not have something to, to unwind towards. Um because that's just been one one thing of mine. Because you're gonna have to work holidays, you're gonna have to work nights, weekends. You're gonna miss birthdays. You're gonna miss, you know, Thanksgiving, and you cannot do that for years and years. And if you grow a little resentment towards that, that's just gonna lead to um, just an unhealthy 
an unhealthy work-life balance, uh, which is something I've learned because now I'm trying to pursue just a little more time off to spend time with my girlfriend, to you know maybe develop a hobby. Um, and I'm 29, going to be 30 in January. So there's a time that you know early 20s is the 20s are a lot of work. It's a, it was a sacrifice work, um, and it'll pay off in the end. But just be ready to when you do take that step back to look around. Just make sure you have um, something, something, something on the side to unwind to, and that's 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 been my biggest lesson for all this. Is I picked my head up and was like, "Damn, I go to work, I go home, I go to sleep. I'm like, I really don't have anything to do for fun. What's what's life all about?" Um, so all the time you spend being compassionate towards others and making others happy, you have to do that for yourself too. And uh, that was just one thing I noticed. You know, build up a little resentment. I always got to work. I'm always missing out on things. So I've got to, I've got to have that balance in my life. Um, that's something I would have told myself years ago that a life's just not going to fall in your lap because you're working and making money. You know, you gotta, you gotta create that. You gotta nurture that. And I agree. Um, so when I was a situation where I was for this past summer, um, they actually housed me in the city. However, I worked in the Bronx, so there was an hour and a half subway. Um, I would take to and from every day. Um, I would leave my hotel room about 8 a.m. in the morning and I probably wouldn't get back until 1 or 2 in the morning the following day and so that was about five days a week so um, it, it was tough it was very time-consuming um, but if you I mean if you enjoy what you do then I wouldn't stop but like you said there wasn't that much almost zero time in between um, other than the two days off during the week so um, definitely the club industry is not for everybody for sure just because definitely like you said in the early years it's a lot of work and um, you work the holidays, so definitely not for everyone, but yeah, but very good advice. So, you know, now I'm in a position where I, I can leave early, you know, at Beaver Dam because I'm being the general manager, there's no one to check in with, and I everything's expected to run a certain way whether I'm there or not. So, there, there, there is payoff there, but um, you know, there's nothing you can never have a wrong feeling towards something, whether it be you know your job with resentment or something, but you, you can have a more control over the way you react towards it, so you know. You just gotta uh, just have that have that balance. Definitely. So, um, I want to get into uh, the stories, Dane, of um, time in the industry. Um, it could be maybe with members, something a coworker did, something that might be like went absolutely wrong. Um, I'll I'll start maybe just to give an idea. Um, I I wrote down some stuff that I remember from Piping Rock. Then maybe you don't. Maybe maybe you don't remember some of this stuff. But um, is is Tim still there? Do you know? Chef Tim? Yeah. He, he also finished this summer. He's been to uh, an executive chef position in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Scranton, Scranton Pennsylvania, actually. Oh, Scranton, the office. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congrats to Tim. He was always one of the best. Him and, is, so is Norman taking over or is he gone too? Um, Norman, I hired Norman last year at Beaver Dam as the executive chef. And, ah, okay. Uh, I don't I don't actually think, I think they, they actually hired someone um, currently and if they make it through the holidays and everything, I'm sure they'll be there next summer. But, but being my last season uh, there, I, I'm out of the loop now. Once I left. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- those two chefs definitely—they were—they were very entertaining, and I, I love those two, Tim and Norman. They were the best. Um, yeah. um, I remember one of the one of those days that we had um, convinced you that all the servers had thought that uh, the Earth was flat. Um, that was annoying. <laughs> Because I, I remember we had like pulled pictures up on our phone and showed you like these 
these BS pictures and stuff like that. Um, but that, that, I don't know, that was pretty fun just to see, just see your reaction to us thinking that. Um, I remember uh, one of these days you were in the stock market game and you maybe, you had maybe lost maybe like a bunch. I, it was a bunch of money, like 5,000 or something. It was a bunch of money. And you were, like, it was like midway through the shift and you just got insanely, like you just threw your arms up and like, all right, I'm grabbing a drink tomorrow for sure, tonight. Um, but like, <laughs> um but if, like for as a student um as also as an intern at piping rock uh i had an um a roommate um from luxembourg his name was stefan stefan and uh every day dane our our room was um i think we worked at maybe like 9 30 10 in the morning they would have people in our room at three or four like in the morning every single day oh i do remember that you yeah you because they like Stefan was the guy that had like everything they needed and um they would come in and I like they would like I would fall asleep with the lights on um and they'd just be playing because I was the only one with a ps4 and they'd just be playing fifa till four in the morning and I don't know it was crazy but um but so do you have any stories as maybe like with coworkers over the years or with members um anything crazy or maybe something that absolutely went wrong or any stories for us here Nate I, I, should, I should have been writing down these these things as we, we thought we had an idea for a TV show when all this was happening. <laughs> Cause I, I remember um, a not so good one, I guess, was um, oh man, it might have been the Fourth of July, and like there was like a um, there was like a medical emergency at the at the club, and like we had found this uh, I don't know if you remember it was two, last not this past summer but the last one, like there um, was like unconscious. Yeah, yeah, in the bathroom or something. Um, yeah, he was out, out. Like, he was not waking up for anything. <laughs> and it was, I think, like, they eventually brought the medical team over and, um, like, an ambulance was called. And I don't think, I don't ever think he woke up, Dane, at least from what I saw. Um, I, I found someone in a bush once, like, at three in the morning when we were doing our rounds around to see if anybody, like, left cars or whatever garbage. And, and we just found a, like, it was obvious he was alive. We called, we used his thumbprint to unlock his phone and called mom. Um, <laughs> who, who obviously came to pick him up uh but he was also completely ossified uh, from the evening <laughs> um so okay man i forget his name but um the dish the main dishwasher um he oh, didn't Cecilio. what is it cecilio oh cecilio is he still there yeah he's still there he's retiring i think next year actually okay so um aaron um before i had gotten there um at my time at piping rock she had set all the alarms and then um it was like late at night and she had set all the alarms and she had not um checked the men's bathroom or something and so cecilio had like walked out and all the alarms went off and the cops were called on him um the first time i wasn't there 
And then um, the second time I was on a closing shift, maybe with two other servers and Aaron. And so uh, she set all the alarms and we were driving back to the, um, the main clubhouse. And it was either you or... Um, Oh, man. Who's the clubhouse manager now there? I forget his name. Right now, Matias? Yeah, I mean, Matias, Matias. It was either either Matias or you that called Aaron midway through. And the, um, they're saying, like, the alarms are going off at the beach club. Um, are you still there? No. So we drive all the way back, and the cops were there. And <laughs> and and we looked on the um, uh, surveillance cameras, and it was it – was, uh, she had done that again to Cecilio two times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was so adamant she didn't do it, and then we watched. It was like ten minutes bet- between when she left and then when when Cecilia walks out and sets out uh, sets out all the the alarms off. Uh, it's funny because she did it twice. Like, um, but yeah, she was like, "Yeah, he's never gonna talk to me again." Is what she was saying. Like, um, oh, he, 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 I mean, he felt betrayed. So I asked. Um, I texted Seth and I was asking him if uh, he had anything on you I could use or bring up. Um, and he said there was this one instance during the summer where uh, one of the servers had turned off like the di- the dining room lights off at one point, and like <laughs> and he had gone back there or something. That was just that was like the main thing that he remembered because um, you got like really adamant or something that they had turned off the the lights midway through the shift or something like that. Yeah, and they said, and they said, I watched them bump into it on the wall, and and they kept saying, no, I didn't do it, and I almost believed that I was crazy because he was so so adamant about not doing it. And I was like, no, I saw you. It went out, and that's another thing. You know how many members are turn this light up, turn this light down, and then to the point where I just listen. You want it high over there, table fifty. She wants it low. You guys gotta work it out. <laughs> they're mad at me that I keep doing the opposite of what they're asking, and I'm just like, listen, there's a lot of that. It's too hot. It's too cold. I want to sit by the window, by the ocean. Uh, yeah, you sat me next to my ex-husband. I can't sit there. You got to move me. Sorry, man, we're full. Let's do something. I can't sit next to him. Why would you sit me? Sit me there? It's like I don't know who who you used to date. That, that happened to me twice. <laughs> sat someone next to their ex. Like I'm supposed to know. Oh, so okay. So one thing that I remember, um, like when you were making the floor plans, uh, I always wondered how many texts that you got from like members a day asking about like reservations or if I could sit near the window or just like anything like how, like how many texts do you think you got a day from members that's the other thing is like when you when you develop these friendships you know they just think like oh we just you know, oh there's a wait list I called reservations let me just text Dane that I want a table you know like <laughs> magically have space somewhere hiding that like just for them um but the problem is I always did so they would never <laughs> uh, you always got to make it happen but yeah I would say Especially on a weekend when that was the case, you know, you can get like a dozen texts. Some even just asking. I had Mr. Hackley, who was a, a, a fantastic member. Um, I love him, and uh, he he would always he'd always text me some of the most ridiculous questions about about the menu or or or, or, or you know he's got to have meat with no feet because he's only eating fish and he's like I need meat with no feet and I text him back like What are you talking about? Meat with no feet. He was like, fish, man, fish. And I'm like, okay, fish. Those stories are, you know, when you're having a bad day or a busy day, that really stops and makes you laugh. So those are the kind of, those those are the reasons you always come back to work and be like, okay, what's going to happen today? Um, But yeah, definitely like, 
there's just so much crazy stuff that happened to me. Like, I don't think you'd ever find out about this, but like, uh, maybe you already know, but I forget the member's name, but um, do you remember Alina from last year? Do you remember Alina? She was yeah. one. She was on the computers, like. Um, yeah, right. What What do you say? Black hair. Black, right. She had black hair. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. um, she developed like this amazing relationship, um, with one of the members, and I I honestly cannot remember the member's name for the life of me, but, um, that member like ended up trusting her like with um like house sitting and like sitting her dogs. Um, so like she would like on the week like or some I don't forget like she would be in charge of like the entire like this member's house this huge mansion with a pool in the backyard, and this member would just like trust her to house it like with the dogs like I I had never seen anything like it Dane so how's the stock market been for you Dane recently I always take a break at this at, at the uh, October to to December January because it's I realized uh, a couple of years ago there's just too much going on you got to pay attention and I and between closing one summer club and opening one winter club i've actually i haven't traded in the last maybe two months oh. um, but man for some reason that stock market is still going up and i don't i still watch it i don't understand the sentiment um you know there's like they're like they're doing everything they can they're, they're pulling out all these tricks that you would usually do when you need growth you know like lowering rates or readjusting their their balance sheets that's stuff you do when you need to like inject some cash, not like reach another high. So I'm still pessimistic over the next two years, but but uh, you know you're young, we're young, we're, we'll we'll be fine. But listen, the only thing, no, nothing, nothing keeps growing and growing and growing besides the tumor. So the fact <laughs> that the stock market is growing and growing and growing relentlessly every year for like seven years, that it, there's got to be some sort of um, healthy not pullback. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I keep, uh, I mean, everyone, you know, show always a little tuck a little away, invest, you know, 401ks, whatever you have. So I'm always tucking a little bit away, but I'm, I am, I am reluctantly waiting to maybe purchase a house or something because I know that, listen, if you guys want a recession, you let me know, <laughs> I'll purchase, I'll put a down payment on a house and, uh, be stuck there for 20 years to break even. So see, the date is no novice at, at this, at this game. Um, he he. Um, I remember last year he would always show me these red and green, these red and green bars, and um, <laughs> he just had like this app, and I would I would sometimes like fake that I knew it and just like try and bring it up to you, but eventually like you probably have to like do it for like being the game to understand some of it. Um, but like just recently today, like eBay sold StubHub to some foreign um, European uh, company, and it said that eBay was going up like three percent on his stock percentage and i was like dane dane's probably on this already like he knows this but um because i know you did like gold and silver too right like not just like um yeah, yeah that, that was I, I always i always i never really traded um individual stocks unless unless there was some uh you know something that caught my eye it would usually just be the overall market or gold and silver because um they're so not not i don't want to say I don't want to say predictable, but if you just watch something more over and over and over and over and over and over over again, you know, eventually you see the patterns emerge. So you just got to trade the same thing over and over again. Um, But yeah, I'm just, you know, I would say anybody, you know, you always put a little bit away and then when, when uh, everyone else is, is fearful, that's when you got to be greedy. So 
I'm waiting for some really nasty, nasty <laughs> months or a nasty month to put some more money in, which, uh, well, man, we'll see. It's very interesting right now, the climate. Pessimistic overall in the next 20 years of, of the world, but we'll see. Hopefully <laughs> uh, but also, like, you were inv- you like you you're in these like these group chats too, right? Like where they give you like some insider information and stuff like that. Like, well, don't say insider information because that's, that's insider that's, trading. Yeah, that's actually illegal. Um, <laughs> no, there was just you know people. It was small small groups. People that honestly traded for for literally some some side cash, uh, but people that have been doing it for, I mean, a decade. So they post and you just kind of follow along and you know like anybody that knows anything you gotta you gotta see what they're doing but more importantly you gotta know why they're doing it so when you have someone teaching you the why not the when the how the where but the why that's that's the most important part you know it's easy to say do this buy here sell here but without knowing why you're never going to be able to you know do it on your own um so those guys really smart really smart guys really grateful that i ran into them somehow <laughs> <laughs> um, every once in a while on Reddit, you find Diamond in the Rough, and it was uh, just a few select few, maybe maybe ten or so analysts, and they would not big money at all. Like that was the other thing is they traded with small, I mean small accounts, one one to five thousand dollars. But man, I was always so jealous. Just these little couple hundred dollar trades every day, anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars on a trade a few times a day. Just that was it, in and out. Dane, I'm out of questions here. Um, other, if you have any other questions, like if you, we can flip the script. If you have any questions for me or anything like that, I'd be happy to answer them. But um, other than that, I'm out of questions for you, my my man. Well, I don't know. What do you what do you what are you looking forward to uh, do outside of work? Or what are you looking? You know, what are you, where are you looking for your career to take you in your personal life? So, I mean, I I enjoy the club industry in terms of getting to see the members. Um, every day and them getting to know my name. Um, like Mr. Del Ponte and his wife, uh, they would always catch up with me. And when I told them it was my last day here at the club, um, they, they, uh, they gave me some cash and they're like, go, go spend it on a good dinner. Um, we hope to see you back next year. If not, we'll keep, uh, continue to network, like network with you and communicate with you. Um, and basically I, I feel as if I have a knack in this industry just because, um, the first, um, the first month of me working at the New York Athletic Club, um, at the directors meeting, like governors meeting, um, there is probably about uh, six or seven different chairs that, um, when the, my manager asked if uh, there's any help over the summer that like you have comments on, and they said, um, I don't know what his name is, but the skinny guy with glasses, what's his name? And so they they forgotten my name, but they knew who I was, and they knew that I helped them out, and um, so it was very humbling to hear that, but. <clears throat> like my my real passion, I think, is sports. Um, I I love the NBA. I love college basketball. Um, and my my second cousin, my dad's cousin, is the chief financial officer for the Chicago Bears. So if I wanted to, you know, somehow get a door um, or a foot in the door, maybe I'd give her a call. But um, I mean, I don't think I was bad serving tables for you last time, Dane, last summer. Um, and I feel as if I did a good job this summer too. So. Um, we'll see. I still have a year left in school. I'm looking forward to next internship this summer. Um, and so, Dane, um, I, I don't know anything of, like, of your school-wise. Like, did you go to college like for like a certain amount of time? Or Yeah, I got my 
associates in criminal justice and then realize that I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, cause like, I just had the experience really. I, I, I had no, um, formal education. I went to a uh, state college in New York for criminal justice. Cause that's where my friends were going and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but like I said, I kept going back to Piper Rock for the same reasons, you know, those relationships and everything. So eventually I, I got, I progressed so much in it. And when the time came to, you know, either take a step backwards and start a new career, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to put all this work and I'm going to keep, keep going. Yeah. Cause, um, at, at this next semester end, it'll be end of my junior year and I'll have like all my credits done so I can graduate, um, this spring if I wanted to. However, everyone I've talked to, like all the managers, all like all the people that graduate, they're saying, um, you know, stick another year of school. You're only in college once. So um, I'm looking maybe to study abroad in Italy next uh, next fall. I think that might be interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I could if I wanted to, but they're all saying stay in school and because uh, you're only in there once. So um, that's probably what I'm going to try to end up doing. But but yeah, I don't know. I If I stick in the club industry, hopefully... Um, uh, the New York Athletic Club was amazing to me. I, I would go back there for sure if they invited me back. But, um, you know, that's why I said about Piping Rock the year before. So um, always new opportunities out there. And definitely at those uh, conferences, there's tons of opportunities. So Yeah, you know, you always got to, when that little head in your voice is in your head, you know, the little voice in your head is like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. Those are the things you usually should do. Right. Just got to, you know, jump out of your comfort zone, I guess you would say. Yeah, like you always got to just do a little bit more, every you know, and that those little those little baby steps, you know, will add up to a lot. Right, right. Um, but like, I think it was interesting just because um, in both my times at the club industry, I think the number one thing that um, that benefited me the most was just communicating with all different departments because. Um, getting to know the back of the house staff and knowing their face. If you have any questions, they know, Oh, that's Tyler. Like, um, you know, we know him other than like, if I walked back there with a question, they'd be like, who's this kid asking a question? Like we never know, never talked to him before in our life. So, um, it's, it's just as important to to, the same way you treat the members. You got to treat your staff and just cultivate that nice environment for everybody. Right. Cause, um, like as a, as I learned at a first time supervisor position, like, um, most of my servers are not going to go, to the way back in the banquet kitchens and like ask like what the um what the cooks are or what like what they do so um i got to know like all the back of the house i know um i got to know all the stewards and dishwashers um on our second floor i got to know all the membership staff so um if i had any questions at all they knew who i was so <clears throat> i think that's just my like you gave some advice but my advice would be is like get to know all the departments because you're going to have a question eventually. And, um, and if they have a question too, then they can always lean on you and then, you know, it goes back and forth. So, um, so Dane, do you have anything else for me, my man, or, uh, that, that it today? No, this was, this was, this was fun. This was fun. We'll definitely have to, uh, you know, hope, hopefully we'll be back again. We can have another conversation about, about something exciting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll uh, get to write down some of those stories for those TV show ideas. Well, yeah, yeah, I have, to, I have to, I have to think for next time. Um, really about a, fun, a funny story. Oh, so you mentioned you were uh, brewing coffee before this. Do you still do the uh, espresso shot and the protein shake? Oh yeah, you yeah, do. I'll still, I'll still do that. Uh, I, I, I need a shake, but I also want some coffee. I'll just 
pour them all together. <laughs> and still, Death Wish Coffee still such a good coffee. That's that's the only coffee I get a caffeine buzz from. Death Wish Coffee. Oh, right. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but we'll then stay away. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, because it's like really good at like keeping you up and stuff, and or like does it taste good? Uh, both. Actually. Both, both. Yeah, I'm surprised how good it tastes. It doesn't taste like garbage just to be strong. It actually, actually yeah. tastes very, very good. And with the espresso shot, probably adds a extra punch too. Or no, that's protein shake, my be. Um, yeah, no, a chocolate, chocolate protein shake with a shot of espresso. I mean, that, that is actually a, a good beverage. Ways to live by right there. Yeah, that's actually, that's that, 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 that's that's tasty. That's I recommend everyone that, that likes coffee and working out to do that. <laughs> all right well dane i appreciate you coming on i really do appreciate it um and uh you know i always keep in touch with you and uh best of luck at this upcoming season yeah you too man and always you know let me know anything you need i'm always here all right thank you so much dane appreciate it